I got up, and like I was telling Tony, I thought it was an opportune time to try out flaming, flaming hot Cheeto flavored mac and cheese. Mm. It's so good. It is actually pretty good. I, I I was expecting it to be a fucking war crime, but it looks like a war crime for sure. It looks like you're gonna paint your house with it. It's a very off putting color, uh-huh. but goddamn, it's fucking good. Well, like I said, I can't wait to have to consult my physician after I take a dump. We went down the rivers, we crossed the plains. And the USA. USA. It was just like eggplants and cantaloupes that needed to be find their final resting place <laughs> and not in a di- dinner plate, you know? Yeah. But yeah, just uh Finishing, produce euthanasia program finishing nails and like one i always thought would be particularly devastating but you know that aquarium gravel where it's just crushed up glass oh, where it's actually fuck. like pretty sharp <laughs> yeah i think that that would probably be the thing i least want to get shot with yeah because it's yeah. gonna hit your flesh and then break into little glass shards like they're never picking all that out Ugh. yep yeah no so on that note we'll talk about some killing today Back, Hooray! Back into the Ready killing. to get shot in the face. <laughs> Are yep. we back into the atrocities? Well, kind of. Uh, uh, this is general atrocities. Well, first of all, uh, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. This week, we're going to talk about a particularly fucked part of the West. I like to call it the uh, the West, the the Florida of the Northwest, or <laughs> maybe the Australia of the. American continent or something like. Oh, hold on, Nevada. No, Without the oil North, can Northwest. Northwest. So it's got to be Idaho. That's it. It's fucking Idaho. Oh yeah, baby. Which the state's so nice they named it after bullshit. Because um, <laughs> did they? It, didn't it, they just like make up a word? Yeah, they absolutely made it. it was, oh, it's an Indian name that means gem of the mountains. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a single tribe. Like the guy that made it up. Oh, it's Shoshone, and the Shoshone are like, nah, nah man. Fuck it, wait, man. Originally, it was going to be Colorado, but apparently somehow. Save that for later. Well, yeah. Or, yeah. Or they they had the good sense of saying, that, well, it's a made-up name. Why do we want to name it that? Yeah. And then, well, also, like, I think part of the reason why they ended up actually going with Idaho is, like, people, like, liked it, and then they found out it was fake, and then they didn't want it. But somebody had already had, had named a steamship the Idaho. <laughs> that was, like, apparently one that traveled to Columbia. So it's like, well, fuck. And now it's a word. It's on a thing. <laughs> it's printed on a boat. I guess fuck, it's a real word go. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. That's awesome. So this- you... This is what I'm here for. Yeah, so I don't know why Will decided to, I don't just buy a, a book. I of, just bought a book. about Idaho? <laughs> it would have been cheaper just to buy the town of Dick Shooter in Idaho. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, you know, we do we do mention Idaho from time to time, but it is an often kind of like, I think, overlooked uh, part. You know, people more concentrate on like Montana and Wyoming and Texas and Colorado and mm-hmm. Oregon and Washington. But, you know, out there right in the middle of that is like, a square state with a raging erection. <laughs> um, famous, you know. S- sticking it to Canada. Famous potato supplier, except for, did you know, that uh, whatever the fuck county George is in 
is actually the biggest supplier of potatoes in the United States. In George Washington? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? What's that county? Is that not Skagit? Not Clickitat? No, it's, it's like Grant. Grant. Yeah. Oh, Grant County. Yeah, so yeah. Grant County, Washington, at least according to their very proud sign next to the road. Oh, look, there's a thing trying to fly in my face. The moth trying to eat you alive. Well, soon my mouth hole range will see what happens. Um, <laughs> He'll just keep talking like Teddy uh, Roosevelt. <laughs> well, or like fucking, do you see where Ted Cruz ate a fly the other day? Oh, yeah. no. oh boy. He is a lizard person. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Normal human man, Ted Cruz, eats fly. <laughs> it was like walking around his face, he's just talking, and it just kind of goes in his mouth, and then he like instantly like takes a sip of water and keeps talking. Because <laughs> oh, he's normal. <laughs> but anyway, um, so Idaho, which, you know, is it's in the news every once in a while. What, what, what headline did I read? What, what were we setting up? Like the guy that... Oh, the guy caught, shot the person driving the car? That he was in and then caused like... Yeah, apparently somewhere in Idaho he's the other day. He's a passenger day. in a car and shot yeah. the driver in his own car? Shot, the dri- shot and killed the driver in the, in the car he's in, which then careened across the road and like hit like a motorcycle and a couple other cars. Wow. So, I mean, like I said, it's the Florida of the Northwest. Wow. Like, that's some... We need to get the hashtag uh, Idaho man. And, a, and, a, and of course, most famously right now, you have uh, Eamon Bundy, you know, the son of Cliven Bundy. Oh, that fucking idiot. Who's uh, attempting to run for governor of Idaho. That uh, he's like got a restraining order. He's not allowed to even be on the Capitol grounds because mm-hmm. he's been arrested from there twice. And then um, it's not putting olive oil on the steps of the Capitol or anything like that. Is that what happened? No, that's the other guy. Matt Shade did that somewhere. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, I never heard about that. Matt Shade's another mm-hmm. piece uh, of shit. Yeah, but you know we can't can't claim he's Idaho's fault because he's from here. Spokane, yeah. but it's close same enough. same difference. Oh yeah! By the way, on the way here, we saw the king. Man, his his uh his fucking uniform. His getup is fucking it, like sick. He's, he's really stepped it up. Oh, did I? Uh, yesterday, I was I was coming home and uh, saw the king. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the king is a local uh, luminary. Yeah, person in my neighborhood <clears throat> who asks people for money. But he's dressed like a fucking king, and he hangs outside of the Burger King. Yep, he has a full-on sword and shield. Yep. Today he was wearing a like he's a got the red cape. A, no, today it was a black crusader tunic. Oh yeah, yeah, he's got the he's got the tunic yeah. too. But then he also had like a Seven Eleven cup for you to put mm-hmm. your to put your uh, your kingly tithes into. Yep. Well, I I uh, peasant. I I definitely uh, I, I gave a few crowns uh, <laughs> yep. yesterday, and he come up to my car, and I I put like a you know ten bucks in there, and he's like, hey. I like your hair, man. Super cool. And I was like, fuck yeah. God damn, I feel good. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks, King. Yep. So, yeah. His, man. Na- his name is actually uh, Tex also. Oh, yeah. You told me about that. Yeah. yeah. I also highly doubt that that's his quote oh, yeah. unquote like, Christian name or whatever. But, right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So today, once again, uh, after that tangent, like we're going to do a lot of little short shits about Idaho and the people that formed it into a state and are probably partially to blame for what it's like today. Mm-hmm. So it so. was created in 1863. So will let her buck with your comic sense and lovely NPR voice. You want to talk about Caleb Lyon first? Well, why not? Because <clears throat> that was the first one. You, yeah. See, will read a whole ass book and I had to like, he just sent me a list of names and I had to Google each of them individually with, some with more success than others. So, but yeah, lion, I can, I can do. 
Well, sure. he was the governor, an Indian agent. He was the second governor, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to withdraw $50,000 from the federal cash reserve there in Idaho. Uh, the clerk there asked why. Caleb said it was for the tribes, but the tribes usually came instead of just the governor. Yeah, generally. <laughs> I'm going to try that at the bank. Yeah. Uh, I need 50 grand for, for the, the, the tribes. tribes. <laughs> They'll be here shortly. Yeah. Uh, the clerk resisted, and uh, you know, and he was just about to be replaced. So he said, why don't you let your successor take care of it? Uh, he was about to be replaced by David Ballard. Uh, Lyon said the, the Indians needed the money now. This yep. is, the, of course, the Nez person Shoshone. Yep. And walked out with the $50,000. Oh, uh, shit, he actually got it. Mm-hmm. He's the governor. You don't fucking fuck with the governor. <laughs> uh, days later, he took the stagecoach all the way to San Francisco, stayed there for a few months, and then uh, took the long journey back to New York by sea. <laughs> fucking dickhead. By that time, Ballard uh, was sworn in and checked uh, checked over the books and had a few questions for the old governor yeah, lying well, there. It wasn't just him, wasn't it? Like the old the old treasurer also absconded with the sum of money mm-hmm. and then like, I don't know, the director of parks and recreation or whatever. This is a mistake. Why would you call it that on your menu? I don't know what to tell you, man. Just give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Wait, wait. I worry what you just heard was Give me a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said was, give me all the bacon and eggs you have. Do you understand? There was some other official that also like stole some fucking money. Almost Jesus as much. Christ. Yep. Well, and like what year, what years was this again? It was like slightly what before Civil War or during eighteen sixty four is when it started. Okay. So. But I know we've kind of mentioned this guy in passing before, but it's mostly because it, I think it was probably the Chief Joseph episode or something like that where. Like, the Indians were desperately trying to get some help and shit like that, and the governor was, like, absent. Oh, and, or maybe yeah. it, was, it could have been Henry Plummer, too. Yeah. It was it one was, of these, but, like... Either way, it was, it was kind of a while ago. Well, the lion guy, first of all, like, wasn't he, like, born in, like, uh, Lionsburg or something? Like, New York, like... New York. Yep. He came from money. Well, no shit, because I think the town is named after his family, is what it <laughs> appears oh, to be. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, federal the, the ins- lion's share of the money. Oh, uh, federal inspectors tracked him down to New York City. New York City. Get a rope. Uh, Caleb was a smooth talker and said he never heard of the money. I never heard no money. The inspectors left thinking it must have been a misunderstanding. Uh-huh. Uh, lion was then a question again in D.C. Uh, now he changes his story. He said he took the money but took good care of it. And then he got robbed. And he was sleeping, and he put it underneath his pillow, <laughs> and it got stolen on a train. Is he fucking eight years old? <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then an alien came. Well, if you and- see if you see a picture of the guy, he pretty much looks like uh, Walmart brand Jefferson Davis in the first fucking place. <laughs> and then, like, I mean, the whole preamble to this shit is, wasn't he, he wasn't, like, elected. He was, like, appointed by, like, Lincoln or something, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Well, he got plenty of contacts from his father. Who is friends with Willie Marcy, who was the Secretary of State during the Polk administration? Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb, which, I, which I think William Marcy is. A, I might be the same William Marcy that wrote that horrific travel guide oh, that I have. Oh, probably. 
<laughs> How many Marcy's can there be? Yeah. Marcy's Playground. Sex and candy, that's the one? I think so, yeah. I like abducting children in my van. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, what do you think the undertones of that fucking shit is? Like, you know. He gets uh, elected a special consul to China, and he was stationed at Shanghai. What he actually did was uh, pretty unclear because he never set foot in China. Smoked opium. Oh, he didn't go to China. Gotcha. Nope. Uh, he also claims to have served in the Mexican-American War with the great Winfield Scott, but there's no records of that either. I don't believe he was ever actually in the military. When he resurfaced, it was 1849. He resigns his Chinese consul job when he was in California, and he talked his way into the Secretary of the Constitutional Convention to make California a state, and he was paid for designing the state seal one thousand dollars, and who? who uh, and he plagiarized it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> plagiarized it from from like, somebody else, like Montana or something. Like, <laughs> That's I don't know. Sweet. I I like. It would be great if uh, if he uh, plagiarized the Mountain Man bear flag. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the California the, the California wrong. bear flag. Yeah. Well, I was going to say if he uh, from the Bullhead Saloon, like just oh, yes. <laughs> cow big, old, big old cow dick. <laughs> Welcome to Idaho, fuckface. Uh, he returned to New York after California there and leveraged his gift for self-promotion into a term in the state Senate. Then two terms in the U.S. House of Reps. But he lost his seat in 1856 and his family's mansion burned. So money was kind of getting kind of tight for formerly rich folk there. We're only millionaires now. I don't know what we're going to do. We have to sell one of the vacation homes. It's a tragedy. We only have 30 of them. Uh, after Lincoln was elected in 1860, uh, Caleb switched from Whig to Republican because he's just a kiss-ass opportunist. He never served in the Civil War, but was chosen governor of Idaho in 1864. Because he was the only person standing around waiting to do something. Mm-hmm. And he never visited Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Even the outgoing and first governor, William Wallace. The Lord tells me he can get me out of this mess, but he's pretty sure you're fucked. <laughs> said to pick somebody else. Even he heard of uh, Caleb's questionable morals. But he was confirmed in February 1864. To the applause of no one. Uh, it wasn't until June until he actually left New York. Sailing around to Portland. Then to Lewiston, which was the capital at the time, which was only the capital because that was the only place here he could get to by road, mm-hmm. or actually by river. Well, and didn't he eventually, like, he's instrumental in moving it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he hired Wells Fargo to move his books and other belongings, told him to build the federal government. The government refused to pay, so Wells Fargo was stuck with the bill. Oh, poor, poor, <laughs> poor Wells, Wells Fargo. Fargo. <laughs> My heart fucking bleeds. Yep. And then they uh, went out of business because of that. Yeah, yeah. Or, you Never know, they, be seen again. Well, mm-hmm. it's just like a karma ghost. Like, ever since then, they've been burning their customers left and right. Yeah, right. You know, like, <laughs> before that, they were like pure of heart and clear of eye, but mm-hmm. now that twisted them. And, you know, so that's what the, the origin story is. Yep. That's where it all went wrong. That's how they turned into a supervillain. Uh, Idaho was already $44,000 in debt. <laughs> they just started. <laughs> <laughs> Which would mean few few money to pay for law enforcement. 
and the Nez Perce and Shoshone were complaining about their owed money for some reason because they were starving. He also wanted a specific strip of the Nez, uh, Nez Perce reservation made open for settlement because it had minerals in it, and he wanted to buy it, so he'd try to get the uh, scoop on it. Uh, he also supported moving the capital to Boise. And, and boy, they really hated that shit. Mm-hmm. It passed the state senate, but Lewistonians sued, and it was to stay in Lewiston for at least a little while longer. So Lyon uh, in Lewiston wanted to leave fast, fearing that the Lewiston people would uh, be coming for him. Mm-hmm. He's probably not wrong. So he said he was going to go uh, hunt ducks on the Snake River, mm-hmm. but uh, went the other direction uh, by way of Walla Walla, not stopping until he got to D.C., yeah, he basically just rode rode the fuck out of there in a canoe. Oh, sure. I'm like, going duck hunting. I'm going duck hunting. Bye. You know, Peace, bitch. Yeah. Left a fucking dude-shaped hole in the wall. Yeah. Uh, early 1865, Congress sent 33,000 to Idaho and promised more for the tribes. Uh, Lyon's assistant had died, so his secretary, Horace Gilson, was in charge. So, you know, this is third stringer here. Uh, he went to Oregon City to pick it up. Uh, a few months later, he said he had to go to San Francisco to negotiate a printing job for the Idaho government. Mm-hmm. Gilson and the 33000 were never seen again. Shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of course, more money was sent, and Line got back to Idaho a little uh, ahead of it. Um, through much of the territory, the natives were discontent about not receiving their nudities. Uh, after Lincoln was assassinated, though, Andrew Johnson took over, which switched the party to Democrat, and of course, which means you got to kick out all the Republican appointees, mm-hmm. uh, which they put Oregonian David Ballard in charge. And that summer, he found out that there's $55,000 missing. Caleb's first response is that he didn't have the money. Right. <laughs> in spring of 1867, he made it to New York. Uh, oh, like I said, he had it stolen while he was sleeping on the train. Yeah, except for he completely didn't. Mm-hmm. But he was never prosecuted because it was probably too embarrassing to have all this money stolen. Yeah. Well, and especially stolen by a governor that spent like 10% of his time in the actual state he's governing and mostly was in New York the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dies in 1875. The Idaho Statesman paper said uh, he should have died in prison. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, the short suite of uh, Caleb Lyon there. Yeah. So that, that kind of sets the tone for... It's just motherfuckers taking turns stealing yeah. as much as they possibly can. Oh, yeah. Well, especially, you know, stealing from the indigenous personnel. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know. And also at this time, like, Idaho was fucking crazy because, you know, there was a bunch of, like, prospectors and shit, too. And so, you know, there was tensions between... You know, at, the, at that time, the parties were kind of different. Like, the Republicans are more like the, what the Democrats are today sure, and sure. vice versa. And the Democrats were all in support of the Confederacy. Well, there was an awful lot of Confederate sympathizer miners, like, up there. And uh, there was a degree of fuckery yeah. happening the whole time, which I think the next thing we're going to talk about is what the law enforcement guy, Santa Claus. Uh, who would that be? Uh, Fuckface McGee with the beard that's, like, six foot three and... Can't remember his last name. Uh, the one I have next is Summer Pinked him. Yeah, that's that'd be the one. Okay. That he, then he gets in the fight with Ferg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So always like we, a guy named Ferd. Well, we can kind of do Ferd 
like and him at the same time because it does interconnect. Mm-hmm. I drive a Chevy. I drive a Ferd. Ferd. Well, <laughs> it's short for Ferdinand, which makes actually more oh, okay. sense. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't make sense to name your child Ferdinand in the first place, but if you're going to. <laughs> I always like it that these people were felt so strongly for the cause, but they didn't go fight for it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're at least, real heroes. At least Jesse James, <laughs> you know. At least he backed up his words with action, I well, guess. Well, no, he cosplayed that shit. He just did it in Missouri instead <laughs> yeah. of actually going, yeah. Totally. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to go do drugs. Oh, good. All right. Stick around for more How the West Was Fucked. Welcome to Sitting Bull's Recliner Village, Miles City's number one recliner store. We have Lazy Boys, General Ashley's, Flex Steel, and Barkalungers. You don't have to sit Indian style no longer when you can kick back and relax in style and comfort. Located across from Guns, Germs, and Steel, it's Sitting Bull's Recliner Village. Come in today. So they, their whole thing is like Civil War Part Two, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, that's why they're called the Boogaloo Boys. And then they'll sometimes oh have a, they'll sometimes refer to it as uh, the Blue Igloo because it kind of rhymes, or the Big Luau, which is why the Hawaiian shirts are in there. But they have little stupid flags that look like the American flag, except for they have Blue Igloo in the corner where the stars go. No, they're 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 absolute oh, cl- clown shit, but they're fucking heavily armed and actually like during the. Some of the unrest last summer, they actually, a uh, couple of them uh, shot, like, what, two or three cops? Yeah. yeah and, then, and then wrote, like, Boog on the cop's forehead in his own blood and shit, and, like, wrote a bunch of shit on their van. Yeah. And it was, like, an in a, it was a active duty Air Force guy. Shit. Yeah. Can't believe you never heard of that subspecies. Yeah. Well, I, I try not to. It's like a proud boy, only dumber. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well no. my, like, my no. thing is like, why do we have to talk about these people? But then they do shit like that, and it's like, uh, oh, I guess you have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. guarantee you have at least one in your neighborhood. Where you Probably. Live. It's like uh, if I ever see some random dude in like a red hat, I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, never mind. It's a fucking Coca Cola hat. Coca Cola hat, <laughs> whatever. But actually, in Idaho, it's a sunny Sunday afternoon, and somebody comes into the bar singing. The stars in heaven are kindly looking down on the grave at old John Brown. Oh, nice. I don't know if that's the exact melody, but I, that wasn't a melody in the first place. You just <laughs> are you talking about it's that a rancid song? It yeah. just goes John Brown, John Brown. <laughs> I always thought it said jump around. I did too until I read. Well, because it's called Meteor of War. Yeah. But I think that was a nickname for him. It's oh, fuck, Google, I don't know. Google Foo. Anyway, the man had a cocky smile on his face. It was old pink. Oh, no. Summer Pinkham. Uh, okay. Sumner. Pinkham. Sumner. Sumner Pinkham. Uh, up until recently, he had be, was a marshal. Now he was a candidate for sheriff. He was a unionist, and he was rubbing in the victory. Uh, old Pink got to the bar, ordered a drink, singing, uh, quote, we'll hang Jeff Davis to a sour apple tree and we'll, as we go marching on. Bet you that was a catchy, good, good hit. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Pinkham looked around, but nobody was giving him the uh, satisfaction of reacting. Uh-oh. Well, did you see a picture of this guy? No. You don't want to react. It. It's oh, like gotcha. it's fucking WWE Santa Claus. <laughs> fucking, 
So, it just comes out. He definitely looks like he'll fucking one punch your horse out like Mungo oh, from fuck. fucking <laughs> Blazing Saddles. So yeah, I just imagine like giant Santa Claus coming out on stage. Put your hands together for Pinkum. Yo, here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus, ready to punch you in the face. Oh yeah. <laughs> See. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I disapprove of what you're doing. Fucking hell, dude. Yeah, even for 1800s authoritarianism, like, that's a stern-looking motherfucker. God damn. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with that And guy. apparently, yeah, he was like 6'3", too. So, like... <laughs> In a time where everybody else was 5'3"? Yeah. Yeah. So, him and his friend go outside to finish their drinks. Go out of the patio slash daycare slash bar and grill. Uh, at the door, they meet Ferd Patterson. Uh, they knew each other and had a history. They exchanged mean glances, but went their separate ways. They both, okay, I got both of their pictures up right now. They don't Ooh. have anything but mean glances. They both have, like, resting bitch face. Yeah, uh, totally. That looks like somebody from Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> I like the exchange mean glances are like, uh, <laughs> all right, now you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, good, excellent. Now ooh, you go. Ooh, now me, now me. <laughs> now me. <laughs> I got one, I got one for you. How about this? Ooh, the cocked eyebrow. Ooh, bold move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we watched, uh, was it Star Crash? Oh, fuck yeah. That, that lady always had that expression on her face. Our galaxy is split into two warring factions, our own, and the one ruled by the evil Count, Zarthan, from the League of the Dark Worlds. The Count has created a weapon, a weapon so vast so huge that it would take a whole planet to conceal it. You must sail through the haunted stars. Find the Count's secret planet and destroy it. Yeah, wait, Star Crash is the one with uh, Hasselhoff? Yep. Okay, yeah. Yep. I got I got that shit. It's of like course a you do. shitty knockoff of Star Wars. Very really? Shitty. Yeah, super shitty. Oh, is that the one with the yeah? Well, then it's got the guy from uh, uh, oh shit, what's it called? Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. The greatest American hero. Oh, the Afro guy. Yeah, with the big hair. Yeah. He's in that oh, too. Are you right? talking about this lady? Mm-hmm. She'd be sexy if she wasn't so jaundiced. Look at how you, you like. Oh yeah, that's. There's true. definitely some hepatitis happening. You've so also been really watching yellow. all those Andy Sedaris movies since yeah. you told us about. The hard ticket to Hawaii. Hard ticket to Hawaii is the shit. Uh, it's fucking, like, why doesn't she have comically large breasts? Picasso Trigger's good, too. Oh, and that uh, one I haven't seen. Uh, what's the other one? We watched Return to Savage Beach. Oh, Return night. to Savage Beach is okay. It's fine. But nothing beats Hard Ticket to Hawaii. That shit's yeah. fucking perfect. Oh, That's yeah. a fucking Snake. It's a masterpiece. Movie. Uh, well, it's a... Hard what, Ticket, what's the radio, name of the... Radioactive, like... Snake? Well, he's radioactive and also has, like... Does he, it's like it's it's gonna die soon, but it will also kill you. Right, but the guy in the shipping office, while well, he's describing yeah. it on the phone, says like, "I want you to listen carefully to everything I have to say." Okay? We had a snake delivered here for the Department of Health. Now that snake has been infected by deadly toxins from cancer-infested rats. It's a very dangerous snake. It'll kill anybody it comes in contact with. The snake is like terminal, yeah. but it, man, it, it gets the most out of its last couple days. It's by, got a, more of a kill count than anything else in that fucking. Well, movie. that and it cruises around like fucking Oahu or Honolulu or whatever. No, like, it's uh, Molokai. Molokai. Yeah. Well, I mean, it gets around the whole fucking island. Yep. 
and then ends up in the bathroom, I think. Like, or where's it, it ends up in the bathroom of that chick's fucking apartment, and it comes yeah. out of the toilet. I was just saying, yeah, it comes out of the toilet, right? <laughs> but it must have like. Because don't they ride a motorcycle through the wall to stop uh-huh. it? Okay, yeah. <laughs> that that snake must have like a Vespa hidden somewhere where it's just like, or a Vespa somewhere yeah. where it's like getting from fucking town to town. Well, hands down, quick. hands down. I mean, the snake, the snake is very majestic, but the 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 best, the best. Oh, the scene. fucking four barrel rocket launcher. Yeah, with the guy skateboarding down the street with a <laughs> yeah. blow up doll yeah. and like a twenty two Blinken rifle and I, in and one I hand. I mean, blow up doll. Oh yeah. Doesn't they blow it up? It's yeah, with a missile, <laughs> along with the skateboarder guy. Because don't they cause him to like fly off the skateboard? They he goes him, like they hit him with their jeep. He flies up in the air, like eighty then, feet in and the then air. The dude pulls out the four barrel rocket launcher, blows the guy up, like skeet, then, skeet shoots him with that, and then blows the fucking blow up doll up, and it blows up like the fucking Hindenburg. So it was, yeah. must have been full of hydrogen. What's the line? The guy driving, he's like, uh, he's like the a bazooka. bazooka yeah, it's the only gun I can hit a moving target with. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Glorious. If you didn't see the movie, you'd be thinking we have real badass and trip. Is uh they have the that's where they have the uh frisbee with the razor blades too, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That, like I said, the movie has everything. Oh the remote tr- remote control helicopter remote delivering helicopter drugs or diamonds, diamonds or something. In it. Yeah. Well yeah, because they they actually don't actually look in they the girls wait till they're topless in a fucking Hot, hot tub, tub like where you could easily drop tub. the shit in the fucking water. That's when they decide to open the box and st- like hand fucking handle the tiny diamonds. Well, and then they make. I, I think the guy makes like some joke about ice and shit, and then they fuck. Yeah. Also. Mm-hmm. And then he, they make cocktails by pouring alcohol in their mouth and swish it around. Yeah, and then the one guy like later on has to fight in the fucking like sumo bathhouse or whatever I think, and he gets shot in the chest, but he's okay because mm-hmm. yep. his pecs his pecs are so fucking. Yeah, that was the guy driving the jeep when they blew yeah. the fucking shit up. Holy fuck! What a what a show. <laughs> and that's not even like a quarter of the movie. No, yeah. If you if you haven't uh, seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii yet, treat yourself. Movie wreck mm-hmm. has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Get a hotel in Idaho and watch that movie. <laughs> I suppose, or even a motel in Idaho and watch yeah. that movie. That'd when, probably be when in, when in Idaho, I can only recommend staying in Wallace because I like Wallace. I'm, I'm more I'm more like the. Uh, the outdoor areas of Idaho than most of the towns I've been in. Yeah. Yes, Boise's not terrible. Supposedly the uh, fastest growing city in the country. Boise? They they claim, or at least uh, one of their radio hosts claimed that in an article I read yesterday. All right. So, well, when in Boise, when they start having shows again, uh, Neuralux, fucking cool, cool-ass cool venue. Wait, they, the shre- oh, the, the Shredder's shredder, there, I was going to say, don't they have the Shredder? The Shredder's there, too. I played the Shredder. It was a fucking pretty dope-ass spot. It's uh, modeled after the... Uh, uh, Foot Clan. Foot Clan hideout from uh, oh, the first wow. Ninja Turtle movie. So it's skate ramp, uh, stage, and fucking ass loads of like pinball machines and video games. And pizza and cigarettes. Pizza and cigarettes and liquor. Excellent. What else do you need? Right? Nothing. Well, um, one stop shop. It's like where I bought my first AR 15 was at. Uh, as north in like Pflugerville, Texas, and it was a gun store, porno, porno store, and liquor store all in one strip mall. So Pflugerville, <laughs> yeah. So it's a suburb of Austin. Austin has kind of like consumed it now. It used to be like kind of on the outskirts of Austin. Now Austin kind of subsumed the whole. Pflugerville thing. sounds like a like just the fakest town ever. It's, it's isn't Pfluger- it spelled P? Yeah, it's Flug like, like and I think it just means like you know flight. The, well, it's where they used to make mm. all the flugers. What the fuck's a fluger? That's what I'm saying. You're a fucking fluger. Anyways, back to Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Ferd continues to drink, and all he could hear is Old Pink singing every once in a while. Finally, he could takes no more. 
the saloon keeper handed him a rifle and said, hey, here, use this. <laughs> well, that's service with a smile, you know? You're going to commit a fucking felony and, like, use the house rifle. Right. Do it with my gun. Yeah. Well, the saloon keeper didn't want violence at his bar, so he knew that the gun probably wouldn't work because he left it outside all winter. <laughs> probably. What? <laughs> First of all, I don't want violence. Here's a gun that I left outside all winter. It may or may not work. You can't leave your bike on the street for 10 minutes in this day and age and not have <laughs> it disappear. But oh, I just put this like fucking, you know, Springfield trapdoor rifle on the patio for all through the winter and nobody absconded with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. So Ferd ambles out the door onto the porch where old Pink was still there drinking. Uh, he looked over Patterson, and his hand went for his gun. Uh, Patterson said, quote, will you draw on me, will you? Please? <laughs> and Ford pulled up his rifle and pulled the trigger, and it actually fired. Uh, even though it was all rusty and shit. Uh, Pink was dead before he hit the ground, and Holy Patterson shit. took off. Oh, well, there goes Santa Claus, there goes Santa Claus. Well, that's kind of the end of the tale, or I'm assuming we're going to oh, yeah. start from the... Yeah, and then a little bit about Patterson. He grew up in Alabama, and he had bad temper, and was a gambler. Well, I thought he was born in Texas. Oh, well. Like, born in Texas. I mean, it doesn't mean he wasn't raised in Alabama, but I thought he was born in Texas. But maybe I'm conflating him with another one of these guys. I don't know. We'll find out. We could double check that. Uh, he was moderately prosperous in California, but when the war began, California kind of became pro-union. He so, couldn't abide that shit. Nope. Uh, he left and went to Portland, but on the ship, the captain was overheard talking of Patterson, calling him a southern traitor. So Patterson got his gun and shot and killed the captain. Well, I think that was also well. I think that was also the trip where. Like, they had been on the boat, and it was Patterson and a bunch of people, and they were pretty much just raising hell. Like, they were playing gambling and being loud and shit, and mm -hmm. other boat passengers complained, and, like, you know, he was pissed anyway. And it wasn't like he just walked up to the captain on the boat and shot him. He warned the captain. He was like, I'll see you when we land in Portland, and pretty much waited until everybody disembarked the boat. Oh, and so he's not, gonna, he's not going to pull a hole, like, shoot the driver of the car that you're in. Exactly. Right. That's where I was headed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he managed to clear himself by saying it was self-defense, mm -hmm. which all he needed to do back in the day. <laughs> Actually, and then later, he finds his girlfriend in bed with another man. So he grabs a Bowie knife and cut off her hair. <laughs> oh, see the, the But in the process, he became a little over-eager and cut off a piece of her scalp, too. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then her screaming attracted law enforcement. Fuck. Mm -hmm. But also, the, the one I read, she, she wasn't even in bed with another guy. She just, like... You know, was making eyes at another guy. Ooh. Well, he pulled a whole fucking Waterworld. Isn't that what uh, Kevin Costner did to that lady in Waterworld? I don't remember him she's on the scalping boat. her. He didn't what? scalp her, but he like Jesus. He, he like knocked her on the ground, and then he just took his knife at him and, like, and chopped all her hair off. Nah, I think you're thinking of when Harry met Sally. Oh, that's right. <laughs> no, it was Waterworld. Uh, anyway, he posts the $500 bond and leaves town. So now he wants to go to a place without a penitentiary that had plenty of Southerners. So you so, go to Australia. So, or Idaho. Australia is a penitentiary. Like I said, uh, uh, Australia, the Idaho of... <laughs> or the, 
What? The no, Idaho uh, of uh, the South? No, uh, Idaho, the Australia of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> Whatever. Idaho, the Tasmania of Mars. <laughs> he goes to Florence, which was a boom town near what is now Riggins. Now it's a ghost town, though. Uh, Patterson became cockier in Florence and with some southern friends took over a new local brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner and others in town called on the U.S. Marshal, who threw Patterson in jail. That Marshal was Sumner Pinkton. Yep. I like how the yeah the arresting charge was like what what was it like illegal? Wait, you said he took over a brewery? Yeah, I'm trying to find mm-hmm. that shit. Um, like a uh, Clive and Bundy style? Yes, except yep. for actually at least they had the purpose of drinking at the brewery, not just like. <laughs> Getting a bunch of dildos and lube sent to him by still people. funny. It's still funny. Yeah, I'm a sovereign citizen. Yeah, I like how they just keep calling it unlawful possession of a brewery. <laughs> you know, it's illegal to have a brewery you know, or to possess a brewery. Well, and apparently, like when they're in the brewery, it didn't go well. I mean, it was like a fucking fight getting them out of the brewery. But, oh, man. but also, I wanted to go back to uh, the quote from after he half scalped his girlfriend. When a woman's mine, she's mine, and she'd better not blink her eyelashes at anything else in pants. This one, never mind her name, did a bit of blinking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sounds like a peach of a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also a nice reminder that uh, the female of the species is like less than 100 years away from being property. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Oh, uh, Mankind. Yep. What are we going to do with you? <laughs> uh, old Pink was from Maine. He was kind of self-righteous, and they both had a bad temper. Uh, that summer, 1863, Florence was already kind of dying as a boom town. So Old Pink moved to Idaho City to be sheriff there. Uh, Patterson goes to Idaho City, too, because that was the next boom town. Patterson organized his fellow Southerners there and helped defeat Old Pink in the sheriff election. Yep. Uh, at the last of the ballots were counted, the two men met at, met at the Main Street of Idaho City. Neither of them said anything. Old Pink just uh, up and decked him. Yep. Knocked him on his ass. Yep. Uh, Patterson didn't want to fight and left town. Oh, he had to say that he was visiting his dying mother. That, that yep. was his excuse. Yeah, he had to go to Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ferd Patterson became leader of the town of Idaho City because they had plenty of southern sympathizers there. Yep. Um, then uh, after, like, uh, a month after Appomattox, Old Pink returned to town. Mm-hmm. So people in town kind of knew there would be a fight coming. Uh, Sheriff Jack Gorman, who Patterson helped get elected, caught up with Patterson and took him in. This is after the shooting. Along with him was Orlando Rube Robbins. who. Who would later become a legendary Idaho lawman? Yep. Is Rube was, like, is that a nickname? It's like just an unfortunate nickname. nickname? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. bummer. <laughs> uh, so they catch him, but they get word that the road into Idaho City was lined with uh, Pink's supporters, ready to lynch Patterson. Well, this is after. Okay, this is after that when he shot him that you opened with, right? Mm-hmm. You're not even to talk about when they get in a fucking pissing contest during the parade or what? Oh no, go ahead with that. Well, it's like uh, right at the end of the Civil War, uh, you know, they have a Fourth of July party and they're all, you know, the Union sympathizers are, are of course, happy and right. the Confederate sympathizers not so much. Well, this is awkward. 
and everybody's all shit-faced, and they have a band, and there's, like, people playing music, and uh, Pinkham was leading the parade, and he's, like, you know, singing, like, songs and shit like that. As he and, does. And uh, uh, Patterson really fucking hated that shit, and his buddies were, like, oh, you fucking blue bellies and shit like that. And then um, Pinkham was singing, oh, we'll hang, o- or we'll hang Jeff Davis from a sour apple tree, which that's not a banger that I've ever heard, but I'd be interested to... Yeah, I'd be interested to hear, hear it. it. Yeah. Um, From the song, John Brown's Body, recorded in 1901. Uh, Ferd uh, yelled, uh, you know, you better shut your mouth or I'll shut it for you. And then, so, Pink was like, yeah, fucking come at me, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they just beat the dog shit out of each other, but they didn't kill each other. They got eventually broken up. But, oh, okay. Yeah. So, they got a fucking long time mm, coming They do. Well, every, every time they'd get in a fight, what it sounds like is everybody pretty much expected Ferd just to shoot him, because, like, Ferd's job was basically professional gambler slash gunfighter. Gotcha. So, um, they were always surprised that he would, like get knocked the fuck down and do shit and just not shoot this guy yeah. in the first place. But anyway, that was... It's a friendly North versus South rivalry <laughs> yeah. with all the Pepsi you can drink. <laughs> so they have to sneak uh, Ferd back into the prison to keep him safe from the 900 people that surrounded the jail that were Pink supporters. Yep, and what did they do to keep him away? Well, first, the town parson led a prayer for the success of the lynching. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, most of the members of the local vigilante organization were based out of Payette, which we'll be talking about later, because that was about the only law that was there back in the day. Yeah. The mob chose a leader, William McConnell, uh, future Idaho governor and senator. McConnell said, we can't take the jail, but it might cost us 40, 50 lives. Yeah. And why know. is that? Why? Well, I don't know. They fucking had a cannon that they kept on fucking poking out oh, at the vigilantes. That would do it. Yeah. There's like, <laughs> the, they have little holes in the stockades and they would just like stick a cannon. I don't know if they ever fired it, but, you know, it kept them at bay. So, want to see my cannon? Once again, it was a simpler time when town municipalities just had fucking cannons laying around. Like, you know, didn't Roy Bean have a cannon? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. So McConnell rides off, but shortly was caught and. Said that the mob formed again, so he has to ride back and disperse it. Damn it. Uh, but it only made him matter. Their sheriff in turn collected 100 men and armed friends of Patterson. Wouldn't probably got the cannon that way. Uh, McConnell returned and defused the situation again, and peace held out until the trial was held. Patterson was found not guilty. Uh, Old Pink intended to shoot Ferd, they said. Uh, Ferd Patterson split town as soon as he could. He fled west to Walla Walla. He was in a barbershop getting a shave with a hot towel over his face. One of those things. Mm-hmm. When a man stepped in with and pulled a gun. Wait, the hot towels over his face, were they shaving his head? Well, they used to do that to exfoliate your pores or whatever. I don't know, maybe draw the ghosts out of your yeah. bones. or I don't fucking know why, but... You know, like when you get on first on class airplane, or a plane, yeah. yeah. Uh, one story was the man who shot him was Hugh Donahue. That's the one I read. So yep. nice, they named him twice. He was a lawman who arrested a bird for scalping his girlfriend in Portland. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Donahue was arrested and the jury was split, so they had a second one. Well, you got to talk about like what, what, like apparently, like he's sitting in the barber chair and the first shot went through his fucking jaw. Ooh, shit. And then he tried to escape and then he just kept on getting shot. So then, you know, Oof. at least six shots. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Good times. <laughs> That's the thing about movies. You just don't get shot and just fall over most of the time. Mm, especially not when they hit you in the jaw. Yeah. That's that's the thing I've learned from this fucking show is like every every movie I've seen where they're like Ugh, and then hit the ground it's like nah no, four <laughs> days later yeah he's coughing up blood and I like when you get a ninja French. throwing star in the neck and you just go Ugh, oh yeah yeah totally not like god damn it what the yeah. fuck was that I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> uh, while he was waiting the second trial his cell door was mysteriously left open. Unguarded, Donahue walked out and was never heard from again. <laughs> he didn't even need all the tools that were in there. No. No. no fucking A. Maybe they felt guilty. Maybe they were like out of tools from the last. Look, I'm really sorry. The last jailbreak. <laughs> right. The last guys used up all the dynamite and broke the ladder, so you're going to have to make do with us leaving the door open. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of Ferd and uh, Pink. Ferd. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked will be right back. Energy, power, hydration, pungency. New from Bronson Swagger, Wallow is extreme hydration fortified with our proprietary energy blend of caffeine, nicotine, salt, and the highest fructose corn syrup legally allowed by the United States of America. Together with our exciting new liquid smoke technology and real pieces of jerky, Wallow is available in a variety of great flavors like bison, buffalo, beefalo, and New England blue crab. Wallow, the stampede you swallow. A Bronson Swagger Company. Get your 31-pack of Wallow from Sequoia and Swagger today and unleash the stampede. Want to talk about Big Dave Updike? I guess. That was spring of 1865 in Ada County. He was the first elected sheriff. Uh, he deputized between 12 and 20 men to move on a group of gunmen at a little settlement of Horseshoe Bend. Oh, wait. Yeah, I got him mixed up with somebody else. This is the guy with the stagecoach stuff, right? I don't know. We'll find out. This okay. Is, I didn't read ahead that far <laughs> while you guys were gone. Um but uh, Updike sent word for other supporters to meet him there, but another group rode ahead to warn the group at Horseshoe Bend. So uh, basically it's like vigilante committee versus like outlaw, com- you know, they're kind of like doing the Elmer Fudd, Bugs Bunny, fucking, I pull a knife, you pull a gun, you know. Oh, yeah. It's just it's with, number, with numbers of dudes, yeah. yeah. Well, Updike had been put into office by a new group of ranchers and businessmen who had passed allegiances with the plumber gang. Oh, hey. shit. Henry Plumber, uh, episode what? Eight? Something like that. And then his comp- compatriot, Boonhelm, Kentucky Cannibal, episode. Uh, it was no secret that Updike participated in robberies, murders, and whatevers. Whatevers is a little more sinister. <laughs> rape, arson, murder, and rape. Rape, arson. He said rape <laughs> twice. So he was running after these guys not to arrest them. They weren't meant to stand trial. He was just riding off to murder them. Oh, you know. 
Uh, they were members of the Payette Vigilantes. If you're going to be one thing, you should be efficient. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were the only real law around at the time. Uh, the Vigilantes had harassed Updike for months, and his plan was to arrest them and shoot them for resisting arrest. I'm going to shoot you for <laughs> yeah. resisting to get shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Vigilantes were tipped off, and they were gone when Updike got there. Uh, he continued through the night through the Payette River Valley, stumbling around in the dark, till he was surrounded by the vigilantes and was uh, outnumbered two to one. So Updike gives up and goes home. <laughs> it's not very good vigilantes oh, if they just let him. Oh, that, I think that was the thing, though. They surrendered to him, but they wouldn't let themselves be disarmed. I think I read that. Mm-hmm. So is that really a surrender or just like a, like That's a draw. Time out, you know. It's a tie in soccer or, right. or hockey or something. Uh, Plummer was in Idaho for just a short time at Lewiston and Orofino uh, before shooting a saloon keeper and fled to Montana, but many of his cronies kind of stayed behind. Uh, Updike was caught embezzling county funds, and the new DA was asked to press charges against Updike, but being afraid, the DA resigned. Uh, the committee appointed a new DA and ordered him to file charges. Then they instructed the new sheriff. So Updike lost the election, but his term wouldn't end until the end of the year. So they want the new sheriff to arrest Updike, which he did, and put him in his own jail. So Updike pays the bond and simply returns to the other side of the bars, <laughs> took over his job as the sheriff. <laughs> Did he pay himself, too? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for your, yeah. Well, I'll get a refund out of myself. Uh, yeah. uh, charges were made anyway, and Updike was ordered to appear before a judge on October 5th. Uh, Updike, hoping to get off. Shot the warrant. Uh, turned over his books and all the money collected as sheriff and resigned. Uh, and one of his deputies took over as new sheriff until the new, or until the new, new sheriff took over new new shit this is getting confusing (laughs) (laughs) who's on first yeah so at least he's not in jail but uh, in february 1866 word came in from boise and military troubles with a local tribe of somebody's a group of volunteers including some old gang members was formed and they made updike their captain great so basically you have this quasi military and uh this kind of becomes a front for their new activities uh a man who sold them horses sued for non-payment. Uh, Updike and his crew die, defied him. But one of Updike's lieutenants, Reuben Raymond, was persuaded. Persuaded. <laughs> I say, what the fuck? <laughs> persuaded. I would have thought your uh, your fucking Zoom video was. Uh, yeah, was, uh, you just thought the Zoom was. You're the sitting problem in front of me before. right now. <laughs> At least you had a yeah. But uh, Raymond uh, testified that the volunteer outfit was just a cover for criminal activities. Uh, no sooner that Raymond testified, he was shot by John Clark, another member of the gang. Like while he was still on the stand? As, as he's Probably. Like, Thank you for your testimony. He's like, Your Honor, I stand. object. <laughs> uh, the new sheriff, Duval, seized Clark and held him in jail to keep from another lynching. Uh, Updike made the situation worse by loudly proclaiming threats to the people of Boise. Threats! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If Clark wasn't released, but kind of sympathy for uh, Updike kind of vanished, and he goes into hiding. Why? He seems like such a great guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Uh, armed men now patrolled the town, which is always a good thing. Uh, well, I like how they say that as if there probably wasn't already that. Just mm-hmm. Oh, shit, the Antifa super soldiers are real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark was next seen dead hanging on the side of the now capital in Boise. That's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Probably the sheriff just hung him during the night just to get it over with. Uh, Updike redoubled his threats, but then fled Boise. Uh, he headed towards the mountains, but he didn't know he was pursued by Payette vigilantes. They fled to the Satus, some very rugged high yeah, country there. Say, that is not fun traveling Satus. Uh, that night, they found a deserted cabin and uh, settled in, uh, Updike did, where that night they were surprised by the vigilantes, and they were found hung Ooh. the next morning. Yay. For all his robbing, he was only found with $50 on him. Yep. Poor old Updike. So, the yeah. What did he spend it on? Well, they, uh, uh, supposedly it might actually be buried still. Ooh, a treasure hunt. The part, Where? In the sawtooth? Yeah, the yep. part you skipped is the vigilantes like, tried to get the fucking location of where the money was out of him, and he didn't squeal. All right, here's what we're doing. Buy Dick Shooter. They use that as a base of operations. We're going to go find that fucking money. Okay, in the sawtooth? Yep. Sure. Those are just hills, right? Yeah. That's Zotu one hills. way to describe them. Yeah, the River of No Return Wilderness. The largest yeah, yeah. wilderness the area. Yep. Well, isn't there a place down there called like Seven Devils too? I mean, there's a lot of cute and charming names in Idaho, but like, <laughs> uh, but no, like most of that money. That's the thing is uh, where they really kind of like figured out he's the crookedest piece of shit is like where they robbed the stagecoach and like murdered everybody on it and stuff, and it was pretty obvious that they did it, and that's where that fifty thousand or whatever came from. That was uh, a lot of that going on with Plummer, too. So yeah. if he was in league with Plummer, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I mean, it? that part of that stretch of, like, Idaho, between Idaho and Montana at that time is probably the biggest hellhole, like, outside of Missouri, Kansas. Well, that's probably why he went there. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody oh, fucking, absolutely. Nobody will ever no law there at all. So. Yeah. Well, Still. I just don't get why you'd move there and then try to... You know, oh, I guess I'll just put vast sums of money in these saddlebags and try to ride from one town to the other, yeah. even though everybody who leaves town gets murdered and robbed. Fuck, dude. <laughs> so it was like he had 50 grand that he probably buried somewhere? Yeah, him and his gang. I wonder I wonder how that works. Like, if someone did find $50,800. Well, it was very likely still gold. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, my brain's still I mean, they paper, had paper money. They but. had paper money, but it wasn't as common, I don't think. Or it could have been counterfeited oh, oh shit well you don't even what are you oh shit i'm oh shit because i know what comes next oh, oh. <laughs> well i just you know i'm about i'm like halfway out the door to go find this shit but if it's oh, counterfeited yeah. like <laughs> fucking fuck it well that 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 one we don't know but we're about to talk about counterfeit counterfeit kind of. gold fool's gold like iron no, pirate no counterfeit gold iron pirates naturally occurring this is counterfeit it's manufactured they just spray painted some Fucking yeah, they definitely grabbed their 1800s Krylon. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Bench. Actually, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. The process. I don't know if he has that in his notes, but I kind of. I'm sure you can get into oh, the shit. science of it. We're gonna do a symposium on how to make f- yeah Ted Ted talk fake gold. Mm-hmm. Yep, new Teddy talk. Uh, Jim and Lewis Eddy, they meet with Emma Taylor Taylor in the town of Weiser, not Budweiser. Mm. Uh, they, the Eddie brothers, ride home with a package from Chicago. They open the package when they get home. Well, and home is like, 
you know, Snap, the Eddie brothers, and the, what's the other family that lived, like, next door to them that they were kind of like... The Splawns. Yeah, the Splawn, which is a great name. That's, <laughs> what? Oh, God. Could, it sounds like an alien well, species. I was going to say, like, uh, they got here from, you know, their ancestors show up on Ellis Island. And they're like, what's what's your name? It's like, oh, it's... Uh, Spawn. It's Ken LaRossi. They're like, nope, you are Spawn now. Uh, you know. <laughs> but either way, they kind of have, like, um, fucking Hills Have Eyes, little fucking shitty farm set up, like, sure, out sure. in the middle of fucking nowhere. They're kind of, like, known as kind of, like, dirt farmer slash, like, hunter-trapper kind of, like... Not very civilized people. Sure. Okay. Uh, all, actually, really quick on the uh, the Ellis Island front, um, I have a I got a regular who I just found out at, at uh, up at Coindexters. I just found out her last name is Tony T O N E Y. Nice. And so I was like, Hey, I just learned a thing about your last name. Did you know that it means like you know fashionable? Very you know yeah like old old eighteen hundreds word for fashionable. She was like, I did not know that, but that makes a lot of sense. And I was did like, you know that recon is short for Rick? Fuck off. <laughs> but she she goes, that makes a lot of sense. And I was like, how so? And she's like, oh, because uh, our my great great grandparents moved here from like Italy, and then uh, when they moved here, uh, they they were you know everybody's racist against people not yeah. from Northern Europe or whatever, so they changed their last name to Tony T O N E Y, and that's probably why. Nice, yeah, because <laughs> it means fashionable. Yep. Anyway, that was cool. That is cool. Uh, it reminded me of something, and then I immediately forgot that something. So All right. Skipping. All right. So the package contained wooden mold pieces of five, ten, and $20 gold pieces. Oh, just like they took their 1800s Dremel and made like a negative. Sure, you know, sure. Out of wood. Yeah. Because, you know, that's going to be durable. durable. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, do you want to explain the scientific process? They melt down a batch of... Metals. Well, yeah, but tin, well, copper, and lead. Well, the first thing they did is they used the wood molds and they poured. Uh, they had some kind of plaster. It was like quick lime plaster that yep. set quickly. So they basically made like a plaster replica of the money, but it's you know got pretty fine detail yet. And then yeah, he, like he's saying yeah, tin what tin lead and what a copper copper. Okay, so they melt that down like super hot. Oh, and, and then and then like and you coat it, and you coat it, and then they uh, they actually did electrolysis. Like they Holy they had shit. a battery, and they had like the solution. What year was this? Eighteen uh, eighties. Yeah, fucking. Holy it's, it's shit. crazy. Eighteen eighties battery. Well, first of all, that fucking Johnny Hill person fucking figured out how to fucking do this fucking <laughs> Bill Nye shit is impressive in the yeah. first place. Second of all, they like had to order all this shit like. I think that said it, they ordered all the shit from, like, Chicago. So whoever sent mm-hmm. it to them either didn't care that they were going to counterfeit or whatever. You know, like, oh, yeah, I need, like, money molds and metalworking shit. Oh, what are you possibly doing? Oh, I'm just, you know, it's for a hobby. It's a science yeah. project. <laughs> but they were clever, and they did all this shit. Like, uh, you know, since they had the extended families out there, they had people, like, be in lookouts. And the key is they also did it in the winter. So they less didn't people. have less people. Yeah. And it would kind of keep you from because it's going to smell bad when yeah, you're doing yeah. all this stuff. And it, it, you know, they were kind of smart about how they did it. It's so like they, it's like shocking how much work it takes to be a criminal. Yeah, <laughs> I always thought they do it because it's easier, but it's so fucking oh, not. Got to crawl under a car and <laughs> well, it's oh, like oh, fuck that bitch. It's like artisanal bespoke, yeah, shitbaggery. You know, like yeah. uh, also, Will is uh, alluding to. Someone tried to steal my catalytic converter again. Again. Uh, and my neighbor caught the lady under the car. 
she claims she Nine is in the morning. working on the alternator. Which you can't get to from underneath the car. No, because, you know, it's up where the belts are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Anyways. I'm not doing anything illegal. Yeah, no, he's... <laughs> Why would you say that unless yeah. you're doing fi- something illegal? I'm fixing illegal. the alternator. He's like, uh, yeah, that's not your car. Are you calling me a fucking liar? Yeah. All right, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> what a peach. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, nobody knew where the Splons or Eddies came from. Bars. They arrived in 1886, the, the Rapid Splons. River Basin. I don't know, is that where Dick Shooter is? No, there didn't. I don't think there's any rivers anywhere around Dick Shooter. No. Around the town of Weiser. Uh, Emmett Taylor was a well-educated man living in, in Weiser at the time who helped him get the materials and know-how. Uh, the Eddies and Splons would take the money and bet on horse races in the area or sometimes exchange the coins for paper money. But they never spent the money in the towns close to them, which was Riggins and Grangeville. Probably a good I idea. I've, I think I've been to Riggins. Sounds familiar. Riggins and the Riggins? Oh, yep. it's just in my head right now. <laughs> you fucking read my thoughts. Whole song now. It was on the good ship Venus, by Christ you should have seen us. The figurehead was a whoring bed and a mouse of the man The captain of this lager, he was a dirty bugger. He wasn't fit to shovel shit from one place to another. Bring it in the rigging, bring it in the rigging, his name was Morgan, by Christ he had a garden Ten times a day sweet tunes his play on his fucking organ The first mate's name was Cooper, by Christ he was a trooper He jerked and jerked until he worked himself into a stupor Yeah, Dick Shooter's not close to fucking anything yeah. according to uh, Google Maps So you said by like uh, Wiser So Wiser's gonna be Oh... I'm going to go with, like, 250 miles north of there. So not not close. God damn it. Somewhere in the dick area of Yeah, why, Weiser's, like, along the meteor part of the shaft of the Idaho dick. <laughs> it was a cold night in the meteor part of the shaft of the I guess Idaho I, dick. I, well, I had to zoom. I had to zoom back out. Actually, no, it's on the, it's on the I guess, the balls part. Uh, Charlie Revis... Not Charlie Beavis. Are you threatening me? Yeah, maybe I am. I'm with immigration, and if you don't show me some proof of residency, I'm going to have to take you in. You can take me, but you cannot take my bunghole. <laughs> but I have no bunghole. <laughs> I am the great Cornholio. <laughs> he was a clerk in Salt Lake City hardware store. Uh, so this is the 1890s, and the vocation of private detective was in vogue because of the Pinkertons and all that. Yep. So Vrevis wanted to be a PEI. Uh, one day, a backcountry man came in and bought some nails with a $20 gold piece. Revis gave him change, which was nearly $20. But the transaction seemed fishy to Revis. Because why would fucking the Hills Have Eyes have a $20 gold piece? Yep. And he looks out the window and saw the man throw the nails in the alley. <laughs> Feeding the metal pigeons. Mm-hmm. Oh, the fucking, by the pigeon forge. Yep. Yep. It's where you make pigeon make, nails. Make all the pigeons, yep. Iron pigeon. Mm-hmm. Oh, iron pigeon, that's right. That's, that's what a it was. wrestling move. Where <laughs> <laughs> you climb on the top rope and take a dump take on Take a dump on it, yep. 
Uh, Revis took the coin to federal officials in uh, Salt Lake City, where they determined it was a fake. That's what I don't understand is like, okay, gold's fucking heavy, right? It's fucking plaster gold. It's plaster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you drop this thing, it'll just break it to pieces. (laughs) They probably opened the wrapper and found out it was chocolate. Yeah. It's like, like, yeah, the the gold coins, like people give out at like Passover and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So Revis finds out there's a $1,000 reward to be given to whoever brought in the counterfeiters. Ooh. And he already knew what one looked like. Uh, he learned that most of the coins ended up in Lewiston, so he goes there. Uh, the marshal at Lewiston, Eben Mounts. <laughs> Mounts what? His horse. Mount, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was also looking around for the horse racetracks in town, looking for counterfeiters. Gradually, he found out the main suspects were the Eddies and the Splons. Splons. <laughs> Uh, Revis found this out too and knew that the family farms were well guarded along the road so he couldn't really go in there himself. So Revis cooks up a scheme, gets himself a fast horse. Yeah, this is incredible. Like, yeah. Uh, shut up, Revis. Uh, well, I know how I'll, bu- I'll know how I'll like break into their fucking criminal enterprise. I'm going to buy a horse. <laughs> <laughs> what was the horse's name? I can't remember, but it's like a lady's name. It's, it's Nancy Hanks. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks' daughter horse. And it's Nancy Hanks. By, a, you know, a furlong or whatever. <laughs> I don't know enough about horses. Shit, I used to By work for Churchill Downs, and I don't know shit about horse racing. You used to work for Churchill Downs? Yeah, they owned Big Fish for a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I was th- I thought you were like a selling popcorn or something. Yeah, I go to Kentucky Derby. To yeah. sell That's why you're always wearing the fancy hats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a seersucker suit and... <laughs> Eating pink pecan pie and that's why you're drinking. They're actually mint, a chew, mint fly, right chew now. fly pie and yeah, mint juleps. Uh, Revis made a point of introducing himself to Jim Eddy and made sure they become fast friends. This Literally, is, this is my racehorse, Mary Hanks. We're going to be fast friends. Yep. Very uh, fast. Revis said he had no money except uh, the racehorse or prospects. Jim Eddy wanted to buy the horse, of course. But Revis said that was his only hope for money. So they settled on Jim Eddy owning part of the horse in exchange for other business opportunities. <laughs> I get the starboard side. And I get, get the, the port I side. get the fetlock and the fucking oh, yeah, and the the, the gherkin or whatever the fuck. <laughs> gherkin. Horses yes, don't have gherkins. Definitely the gherkin. I've seen a lot of gherkins on a horse. Shit. Uh, Shit, fucking, Mary, Mary, Mary yeah. Ingalls Wilder's female horse. Female has horse a, has a, one hell of a fucking gherkin. <laughs> oh, are you talking about the knife or the pickle? The pickle. Okay. <laughs> or mostly, you know, cock, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't painfully obvious. Uh, the Eddies and the Splons talked it over. They really wanted that fast horse named Nancy. We really need this quarter of a fast horse. Oh, Gaskin. That's the fucking word. That's what I was Is going Gaskin? For. Yeah. Withers. Withers. Fetlock. Gaskin. Mm, um, Chestnut. Croup. Chestnut's the fucking color. Uh, no, or is a, there another part called another the chestnut? Because like, my horse was a chestnut. I had to do some serious research for that ad. Mm-hmm. Play it now. Hi, I'm Bob Vila with my great-great-great-great-great-granduncle Poncho, and we've got a horse story for you. This episode will be a real equine makeover. 
Join us as we solve the issue of side fumbling by way of the duplex rabbit plane to the coop, withers, and fetlock. Also, sofa crunion motion of the beast will be controlled by something you may not expect, a shingle fro. Finally, we'll address the problem of cyanosoil deceneration by treating the ergot, pastern, and gaskin with adze. So join me, Bob Vila, on This Old Horse with my great-great-great-great-granduncle, Poncho, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, from Sequoia and Swagger. Revis seemed like he wasn't the law enforcement type since he was just right out of high school. So Jim, oh, put your hands up. Yeah, he's basically Encyclopedia fucking Brown with yeah, right. with with three fourths of a horse. So Jim Eddy sends him a message to Lewiston, inviting him down to his farm. Come on down. So Revis tells Mounts that he's going. Hey, I'm gonna go capture these people. <laughs> sure, just be home by dinner. Uh, Jim Eddy invited Revis without telling the rest of the family, but the family did let him stay on for. On and off for three months. Holy fuck. Uh, they wouldn't let Reva see the counterfeiting machine, but he persuaded him over time to let him pass some phony coins in Oregon. But after three months, they let him in on the scheme. They wanted one half of Nancy the horse for part of the counterfeiting business, and Reva's accepted. So he busted out a cleaver and started chopping chunks off the horse? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Racehorses are best, you know, by the pound. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, he shared his info with Mounts and the Idaho County Sheriff, William Williams. So we had William Wallace. Now we have William yeah. William Williams again. So yep. nice. Well, man, what was what was the other guy like? Duncan Duncan or like? Oh um, yeah, I can't remember what his name was, but yeah, same same shit basically. Bill Duncan McDuncan's. Or yeah, or, yeah. So this is another uh, brilliant little thing here. Uh, Williams issued a warrant for Jim Eddy for cattle theft, which was kind of a thin charge. But at the arraignment, all his relatives and Splons, all the Splons show up except for one. <laughs> I just keep on picturing the Splons as like some kind of like xenomorphic H.R. Giger fucking totally, like, yeah. you know, they're, the Splons show up, but they're all climbing on the walls and ceilings and <laughs> hissing and spitting acid at the... Yeah, it's a whole family of, of fucking, uh, uh, what's the... They prefer hive or brood. <laughs> right. What's the family from Always Sunny, the... Oh, the McBoyles or... McPoyles. McPoyles, yeah. yeah. But the doors were shut behind him because everybody showed up in court, and they're all arrested for counterfeiting. Oh, honey trap. Gotcha. Nice. Busted. (laughs) So the Eddie women were let go because women were innocent. That's Uh sexist, man. Uh, Rebus was still not known as being undercover, helped them bury the molds and machinery and metals around the yard. Uh, the trial of May 1897, Revis took the stand saying how he infiltrated the families and how the operation worked. So they go and dig up all the proof. The trial lasted six days. The jury was sent for supper and came back with a verdict, all guilty. Uh, Jim John Eddy and Emmett Taylor, the guy who helped him, got 16 years hard labor. Uh, the rest of them got a little bit less. Uh, Nancy. Nancy Hanks, the horse. <laughs> Never saw the light of day. <laughs> was, Prison. Well, she was poisoned while Revis was testifying. What? what the fuck? Were they trying to, like, keep her silent? Yeah, no you know, shit. Like, <laughs> ah, we're fucked if this horse takes the stand. Like, strict, strict in her fucking oats. Oh. Yeah. 
Uh, Revis has different accounts of his life. One that he was beaten to death near cul-de-sac, Idaho. In another version, he was shot. In another version, he ran a livery stable in Enterprise, Oregon. So he told all these stories? No, it's like nobody knows what happens to him after that. And yeah, that seems to be a common thread with a lot of these Idaho people, too. They do weird shit and then they disappear or, you know, get abducted by aliens or hit by a bus or. He's abducted by the leftover uh, family. Slurgs or the. Splod. Splod. Uh, okay, that's that's only half the story from Idaho. So yeah. we're gonna it's so shitty. It's get two parts. <laughs> like I said, we're gonna have to pinch this episode off. Oh gosh. Like, uh, yeah. So join us next week when we finish the talking about Idaho. Finish talking more. Talking about Idaho. Hail of Idaho. <laughs> potato. 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 <laughs>